Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of dad? Dad, no one wants to hear your stupid Vietnam stories. Are you tired of mom? Hi, Angel. Do you want to read a book or go outside? No! The arcade comes to your living room only without the creepy guys offering to show you puppies. Awesome! The Degenitron. You can play video games just like you were in the arcade. Excellent! The Degenitron gaming system plays three exciting games, including Defender of the Faith, where you save the green dots with your fantastic flying red square. Cool! Monkey's Paradise, where you swing from green dot to green dot with your red square monkey. That's red! And Penetrator, where you smash the green dots deep inside the mysterious red square. Wow! The Degenitron brings arcade realism to your living room. It can even take quarters, and a strange, sweaty man comes by to empty the machine on Fridays. Degenitron! Fighting the evil of boredom. I'll never go to school again, Degenitron! Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Thursday. It's episode 362, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me. It's Matt. And with me, as always, it's the Lightbearer, the Lightbringer, the Lightbearer, bringing the Beastmaster at Third Shift. It's Eric. And before he gets to tell us how his week was, I gotta say, there was something I was gonna bust your chops over, and I can't remember what it was. What could it be, Eric? Remind me. No, I don't want to remind you. I want it to be Please forgotten. tell me what ridiculous thing there's, has happened. There's nothing you could bust my chops over anyway. There's nothing that has happened that I have said or done that could possibly warrant me getting my, uh, my chops busted, as they say. Nothing. I'm pretty sure there is. There's got to be something, but I can't remember what you it was. You just say it all It was time. either that or like a story I was going to say before I introduced you. I can't remember it at all. It's Everything's gone. It's poof. I don't even know what my release is. I don't know what the topic is. So just tell us how the week is. I'll try and figure myself out, piece myself back together. Get your brain back and right. Get your brain back and right while I'm telling you. I sat down today and I was like, oh, man, you know, this week, what did I do? I didn't even think I played video games this week. I asked to God, man, I was like... I don't know if I... Did I play Diablo? Because this last weekend, if you don't know, folks, my sister came up from Ohio, so she was staying in the basement. I had to move to the Harry Potter room. We had a big uh, hoo-ha. Had a whole lot of fun. Now, I will say this. We went to Edrews. Edrews is a skating rink here in our little region. Had a lot of fun with that. And in typical Eric fashion, got screwed over. I originally wasn't going to skate. Amanda was going to skate with the girls and stuff, but I'm like, man, we're here for like an hour and a half, two hours. This is boring. I'm not just going to sit here and do nothing. To hell with it. Went and got skates. So second time in like a month I've skated. But this time around, what happens, man? I put on these skates. I'm all excited. I get out there and I'm skating around. Having just a rough time of staying, you know, smooth. Getting those nice crisp turns. They gave me a bad set of skates, man. The bearings on these wheels were just dead. On the right wheel of both the uh, right foot, just dead in water, only moved if I physically moved them. You know what I mean? You know how when you spin and you got those good bearings? These were not doing that. So what you're saying is you got grocery store shopping cart. Yep. That's exactly what I'm saying. One just doesn't, and you're always just... Yeah, just kind of jutting and moving. And you do the backup because you think maybe I hit a piece Mm -hmm. of wood or something. No, it's just... No, it's just a broken skate. Yeah. But I've been touching this grocery cart... And I'm halfway through the store, so I can't I might as well stop just now. deal with it. 
Yeah. But time I go, oh, go bed skates, baby, 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 and then unlace them, undo them, get a new set, get them back on. You're talking 15, 20 minutes. We're only there for an hour and a half. So I fought through it, but man, it was a bummer because, uh, you know, I was out there, I was, I was getting my vibe back. You know, I used to roller skate, roller blade. I used to do all that stuff. I used to be able to do, f- you know, flips and kicks and all sorts of cool stuff. Now, well, I'm old. I, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I did. <laughs> Not for a second. What are you talking about? I, I was a master at those roller blades. Master when I was a young, a little young Eric. Nowadays, I'm just happy to be able to skate still. But either way, it was fun. The kids had a great time. And that goes back to the point where I was like, I remember that Edgers trip, but I don't remember ever playing video games. But then I went, you know, Eric, there was time. So with that said, I did get some Diablo 4 time in. Not a lot. I've been just trying to grind. Uh, post 50, you got to get all the way to 100. And from 50 to 100, the Paragon levels, it takes forever. It's just a, it is a complete grind fest that you're doing. And then in the interim, you're just trying to get the pieces you need to make the build that you're trying to go become awesome. Unfortunately, with the way Diablo 4's gear setup is, it's very random. I mean, you know, the chance that you're going to get the perfect stats, everything you want, is very slim. So it just you're going through just hoping for the best. And if you get something that's sort of good, you'll put it on. It doesn't have that same hit. You know, like it used to be when you got that piece, you got that piece. It was going to have all the stats you needed. It was just the percentages that you were looking for. But nowadays, you might get like, oh, I needed imp, but I got strength. You know, I needed this, but I got this. And it's that for all five different stats that can possibly roll. So it's just a pain in the butt. It doesn't give you that same oomph that you used to get. But at the same time, it's pretty neat because they do drop more frequently. So it's kind of like a tit for tat. More middling upgrades instead of one big one. Yes. Instead of getting that huge piece and you're just like, yes. And it's like the chunk of the puzzle that you just couldn't figure out and it's in. Now you're just getting micro pieces. Tick, 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 all the way up. And then sometimes for like a whole week, you might get nothing. And then you're like, why am I playing this? Why am I grinding all this through this for, I'm not, I'm not upgrading anything. I'm not feeling like I'm getting more powerful. So, and then when you get the actual next part, then you get excited again and you keep going. But it is a little crazy and a lot of people are kind of stressing about it. So Blizzard's apparently going to be looking at it and seeing how they can refine it and fine-tune it a little bit. Hopefully they do. And the last game I played, Matt, was Remnant 2. I am... I, I This game is fun. It's really cool. But I think I'm stupid. Because Jared, of course, through me, has it. He played it. He said it took him about 12 hours. He beat it. He said it was a piece of cake. Easy peasy. He had a lot of fun with it, but it was really easy. He didn't, he didn't understand the difficulty. And I'm having this Final Fantasy 16 moment right now. Where for me and you... I don't know what anybody's talking about. That game was super easy. I just had zero problems with it. I don't understand how you could have a problem with Final Fantasy 16. But with this, I'm getting smoked. I'm getting absolutely smoked. And I'm like, Jared just told me this game was like easy peasy. Wasn't a problem for him. Couldn't imagine anybody having difficulty. He said, Eric, I recommend you put it on hardcore mode so you can have some fun. And I'm playing normal mode. And I'm, like, getting ripped apart. I can't even get past the first real actual level. And I'm like, I don't understand. I'm missing something here. There's something I don't know or didn't pay attention to through the tutorials. Because I am getting just wrecked by bad guys. So I don't know what's happening. 
I like it. I'm having a fun time. Even when I get wrecked, even when I go through the same zone I've gone through like about four times now, trying to get past the first stage area, I still have fun, but I can't figure out what I'm missing or what I'm doing wrong, but they're killing me, and I can't get past it. I can't win. Matt just got it, finally said, Eric, we're going to play. I went, thank goodness, because <laughs> maybe with us together, it'll be figured out. Maybe Matt will know the one thing I'm missing or something. It can be like, hey, Eric, you just weren't pushing the uh, triangle button when you need to, to parry right or something. I don't know. So what you're telling me is that I have to play Medic. I was thinking about playing Medic. Now I have to play Medic, because Eric's dying all the time. Is this what you're telling me? Apparently, at some point, you can do like a multi-class. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to do Medic as my secondary, because I was like... I don't know what's happening, but I'm dying. And I'm supposed to be the tank. I don't understand what's happening. I'm going to do medic as soon as I can if I can figure this out, you know, enough and far enough to get along. Uh. So that way I can start, you know, extra healing myself to compensate for my stupidity that I'm apparently having here. Mm. So it's a twofer. One, I I think I'm just missing something. And secondly, you're going to be there, so it's going to make it easier. and We're going to figure it out. It's going to be a great time. But I can't wait to play it some more because I do like what I uh, have played so far, which is almost nothing. Just out of the tutorials, first stage, keep dying in there. There's like a bunch of doors I can't open. You're supposed to find some kind of key somewhere. I've gone pretty much everywhere. I can't find a key, so a little confused, but I'm like, eh, we're going to figure it. We'll figure it out. That's it. That's what I've been doing. It's not that extravagant. It's been kind of a weird week. Just a lot of stuff happened, family visiting, work, the usuals. What about you, buddy? I feel like it was a weird week for me, too, but not because anybody was visiting or because I was super busy or anything. It's just, I feel like it's one of those, not gaming funk, but like gaming funk times where I know I played games. Like, I played a lot of a certain game that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But if you ask me right now, hey, what'd you do this week? Did you play any games? Uh, No, I don't think so. Even though you know that I did, because I told you that I did, that I've played two games. But the other thing I did over the weekend was went and saw the Barbie movie. Because I have Regal Unlimited. I see movies for 50 cents. I was going to go see it with Mom, but she went a week earlier. And I went, you know what? Screw it. I'm going. And it was a great time. I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did. You know, there were people here and there in the movie. Mostly old people. Young girls down here. A little family up top over here. I think I was the one laughing the hardest in that movie. There was a lot of unexpected good humor. So I enjoyed it. A great movie. And then I think I've seen through like the the movie people grapevine that now Mattel wants to do a movie of everything and they want to do like a whole Barbie series and all this other stuff. And the director said, well, I don't know that I have another Barbie movie in me. And as someone who's seen it, yeah, you can't do anything more with that character. She, you had a good story and she had an arc and the story's over. You can't milk that into a big franchise. I'm sure you could do other things because I didn't expect this to be good. And it was really good. I'm just a dumpy old regular dude. And I enjoyed it. I laughed and had a good time with it. The other thing that I had a good time with until I didn't have a good time with it was Master Detective Archives Raincoat. I've been talking about how it is a blast, and then I've talked about on... Was it a Whatcha Playing? I don't remember. How there's some things that I don't like about it. I did the last two cases over this past week. First case, pretty good. It was right where I had gotten before the last show. And it was it was an intense case. It was an interesting case. But with these last two cases, I figured out what happened way before I should have. Before you even get to the investigation stuff, I went, well, I know how it happened. I know everything. 
So as you're going through, here's a solve. Here's a big twist. Here's where, like you, the player, are supposed to realize and choose this. And then the character goes, oh, my God, how could it be that? And like, yeah, it's, it's that. There's a big character moment, which I won't spoil. I'll talk about it on the What You Playing, which is where we spoil stuff. And I went, okay, I don't know or really care about that character. So I don't, we wasn't in the story enough in an impactful enough way. Then the last case, it's the big culmination. It's the big overarching mystery. That's how these games work. That's how it always works. But in case like two and three and four leading up to it, they start sprinkling in hints of the mystery. Oh, hey, they were researching. Blah. Oh, hey, over here they have, yeah. Did you know that three years ago there was a bit, 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 And so as soon as I saw it, I went, okay, so if that's that, then something's going to be that. If that's this over here, then that's tied into that. And so that means all of it did that. Oh, and that thing, that's, yeah, that's where the thing happened. So ding, 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 ding. And it was very sad to just know before the story of the case kicked off, and anything happened in the, you know, the fun mystery dungeon, all that stuff. I know it already. There's no twists. There's no surprises. There's no nothing. And it's not, it's not the game's fault. They presented it just like you should, you know, a typical mystery game. But I don't know if it was this one. I was just, I Sherlock Holmes did. I went bing, 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 bing. I found it out. And it was, I don't know, it was disappointing in that way. But still a great game. You know, I finished it and I had a great time with it. I liked the wacky characters. Oh, yeah, and the, and the ending. I didn't like the ending either. So it's it's sad. It's one of those you went on a fun roller coaster, and at the end, instead of like doing a big loop and you're done, it just kind of slowly made that slow turn, and you're back in the corral. So get out and run again. I had fun. There were some twisty loops and some turny things and the big drop, but at the end, it just kind of it all becomes bland with when when a bad ending happens. So that's kind of two in a row that have had bland endings for me. But then I told Eric this off air. I took the card out of my Switch, you know, I put it, not in the cases, but I have them in a little holder thing. And I went, what can I put back in the Switch? And I looked at Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and I went, well, you should probably go in so you can be my Friday game again. And I looked right next to it, and right next to it was Live Alive. And Live Alive said, hey, dude, are you ever going to play me, or is this just something you're going to have? And just, oh, I collected Live Alive, I have it, haha, <laughs> I've never played it in my whole life. And I went, no, no Live Alive, you are going in that switch right now and i'm actually going to play you right now and i played it so there's like seven different characters mm-hmm. and they'll have different storylines that take place in different time periods we've talked about it on the show before but just a refresher for everybody so i went google tell me what order i should play these in page came up it was titled the best ways to play live alive what order i went okay and it said there's five different orders depending on what you want to do and i went okay so i read all these options well, you could play them in chronological order, or you could play them in reverse chronological order, or you can. But I got to one where it said, each story you clear fills an icon on the top of your save file. And no matter what order you do them in, they fill in in this order. So it's kind of the what we consider the canon order, because you ding, 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 ding. And I went, okay, I'll do that. That's fine. Start with prehistoric times which is one I was most interested in anyway, because there's no spoken dialogue. There's no language. There's no nothing in that one. And there isn't. And it's pretty fun. They kind of cheat a little bit by the caveman grunts at you, but he has a little speech bubble that shows a character if he's talking about a character. But then otherwise it's just grunts and points and wacky like Dragon Ball type antics, Mm -hmm. like kind of cartoony antics. And it's a lot of fun. So I beat that one. 
Now I'm in the far future, which is the next one, which is all spoken and, you know, technological. You're on a spaceship. You're a robot. Having a lot of fun with it so far. It's kind of cleansed that palette of, you know, I had a, a bad end to a game I really enjoyed. Here's some fun, different wackadoo styles. Because caveman style and the robot style so far are not even close to each other, at least graphically and, you know, presentation-wise. And the combat was pretty fun, except for last last thing, and then I'll be done. You walk around, you can have encounters in the overworld, you know, not random encounters, but you can run into enemies. So I went, well, I'm going to grind up and get some abilities here, you know, do a couple levels. All right, getting an encounter. Oh, it's two pigs. Okay, beat the two pigs. All right, cool. Next encounter is two pigs. All right, oh, this is the two pig zone. All right, next encounter, eight saber-toothed tigers, and they're all over me. They're all over my ass, and there's no... There's no difference. There's no finding it. You do like a, a mechanic in it. So it's, oh, you're looking for the smell here in this region is animals. Well, that's what I'm going to fight. And it was just, it was like that the whole way through. I wanted to do some encounters and level up and I did, but it was like easy, 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 hard, easy, hard, medium, hard, just random throughout. Mm-hmm. Kept you on your toes and it was okay. I'm like, I never died. I never had a game over. But it was just kind of frustrating. And it wasn't like in the south there were the pigs, in the north there were the saber-toothed tigers. It was just all over. Just blah, have a have a really hard battle right now. Oh, oh, okay, okay. All right, next up's the easy one. Oh, okay. But now it's really hard. But now it's... So kind of weird, but still having fun with it so far. Had mostly fun with Master Detective Archives Raincoat, except for this last few play sessions. Had fun at the Barbie movie. It was a fun week. You know what? It was a great week. Even though I didn't remember any of the stuff that I did... It was fun, and it was great, and I had a wonderful time. There we go. Well, while you're having a wonderful time, Matt, a little bit ago, a game came out, and we didn't really know much about it. We didn't cover it. Nothing was said. It just dropped. Much like those UFOs from the sky be dropping, Matt, and the aliens be dropping. You know what I'm saying? Doing their thing. That's this game. That is it. UFO Unidentified Falling Objects. It was developed by Andrew Morris. A one-man indie dev team, and of course, published by Gearbox. This is why we were like, "What?" Because we didn't hear nothing about it. it. Just came, and that was it. So a little weird, a little strange. Matt goes, "Well, hey, if you got nothing, why don't you just mention this one? Since we we heard nothing about it, it just kind of dropped last week for the Switch and the PC. If you're interested, I'm like, eh, you're right. There's not too much going on that I care a lot about. So I'll go look this up." And what it is, is you're this little dude, or dudette, or whatever you want to be, it doesn't matter, and you're traveling through space, and you land on this planet where, guess what, blocks just drop constantly, and you've got to avoid being crushed by said blocks. So you go on this little cool Tetris-style stage, blocks start dropping, and you can see them as they appear, and then right before they drop, and you, the player, you're inside of this little area, you can't get crushed by the blocks, but also, while you're hopping around, so say... And, of course, it's different colors. Like I said, Tetris. Think Tetris a little bit. Blocks are falling. Boom, 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 boom. If you were to use your little gun and you went pew, 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 and you shoot these blocks that have all, you know, the same color attached to them, it'll go all the way to the bottom. All all the way to the bottom has spikes. So now you're like, well, don't want to jump down the spikes. So you want to keep this balance that you have a couple blocks going so you don't have these pit traps that you can fall into you also don't want to get crushed by the blocks that are of course falling down and you're using this little gun to shoot said blocks to of course stay alive when the blocks drop so say you're looking for greens and you got a patch over here on the right hand side a green one drops on the left you can hop over and around it and then shoot it 
over and it'll fly over and match up with the other greens. And then you can build the combos up that way to get as many same colors gone as you can. But of course, when doing that, you want to make sure you're not getting down to the bottom where you have all the spikes, like I mentioned. But you also have to be wary because these drops, as you're going, naturally are going to start going faster. And you have to make sure you're still getting rid of them at a decent rate so you can keep up with the pace that the level is providing you. And on top of it all, they'll start dropping weird things that just don't explode or blow up naturally so you have to then wait for uh, little bombs to come down and then you time the bombs to get rid of like the big old metal harvest heaps and on top of it they've got different skills that drop for you so like you'll get shields that allow you to escape death wands they've got fast beams so you're shooting like super fast they've got uh, skittish which makes you kind of like burst around the stage you know really quickly all sorts of really cool perks that'll help you out as the player and, of course, some of those are pit traps, too, where they're just like bombs and they just explode. So if you're in the vicinity, you're going to get hurt. But they can also help you because they might get rid of, you know, some of the garbage that you need to get rid of. And the whole time, these blocks just keep dropping and dropping and dropping. So it's up to you to keep your mental faculties about you, getting the coordinated colors where you need them to get those big combos. And, of course, while you're doing all this, there's, like, objectives within the level that will score you, you know, way high scores. So it'll be like, hey, get 20, 20 blocks in one go. And you're like, well, if I want the points for that or if I really want to drop a big old deuce on the uh, person I'm going up against, because, yes, folks, you can play local or multiplayer against other people, you're going to want to get those objectives. So you're going to be like, all right. So then you got to start going, all right, I need 20 blocks. Count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right, throw us here, throw us here. You're trying to get rid of all that you can but save up these amount of blocks. It's actually pretty cool, and it looked like something I think Matt would probably enjoy. Not so much myself. It's a little too hectic for me. I've never been really great with that kind of stuff. I love the Catherine style, but when you start adding too much, it gets out of my realm of being able to keep up. But... It is a really neat little puzzle game, puzzle adventure type game. I'd recommend, uh, if that's something you're into, check it out. UFO, Unidentified Falling Objects. It came out, and it looks really good. Reviews are really solid for it. There was nothing like really crazy about the music or anything. Like I said, it's a one-man show. But the gameplay itself looked fun, looked really frenetic, looked like you really had to just pay attention to what you're doing and start to calculate you know, the best you could. It was neat. I enjoyed the gameplay I watched of it, and it kind of took me by surprise. But ultimately, definitely a Matt thing for sure. I think you might want to check it out. Obviously, we got way too many games as it is, but, you know, just on the back burner maybe. Yeah, I agree with that. The first I had seen of it was like a random tweet on launch day from Gearbox saying, hey, look at this is out. We published it. And I saw like five seconds of it as I was scrolling by. Definitely gave me Mr. Driller or Super Puzzle Fighter type of vibe, Mm -hmm. building up stuff and then exploding it real big. So it's definitely something I did want to follow up on, but like you said, there have been so many games, and especially trying to focus on things and get them done. I haven't had time for any extraneous stuff, but that's going to bite me because another game that I've been waiting for, I saw the reveal of it, and I went, this is a game for me, and I absolutely have to play this game, and if I don't play this game, what kind of human being am I? It's Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, which came out last week on show day, on the 10th of August, developed by Summerfall Studios, published by Humble Games, released for all platforms except for mobile, because who cares about mobile? Sorry, Howard. And this is, it says it in the title, a role-playing musical about Greek gods. 
And it's kind of it's a modern day kind of urban take on him where you play as Grace, who is just a regular woman, but she finds a dying muse. The muse dies in her arms and bestows her powers upon her. And what the powers are is she can make people reveal the truth through song by singing with them. And so your job essentially is to find out who killed this muse because since the blood is literally on your hands, people assume it was you. So you have to go around, meet up with all these gods and other Greek demigods, and have a murder mystery, visual novel type engagement with them. But you do have a Telltale game style dialogue options wheel. And as you go through, obviously, since your power is song, a lot of this game, it's literally a role-playing musical. So you have these big musical moments where he's singing, you're singing, and you choose the lines that you want to sing back. And that's that's what I think is so awesome about this. It's not just you choose the right line that fits in it. You choose up to three or four different lines, which could correspond to different personality types that you have as this character. You can be, I think it's cool, calm, or kick-ass, something like that. So out of those three, the more you build up each one, the more it unlocks different lines of that different type. So if you want to play through totally cool or totally calm or whatever, then you can go back through a second time and unlock the kick-ass personality by choosing those choices and have different characters react to you in different ways and have different lines and different types of music in the song that you're singing with that same character maybe. Or now you have songs with different characters because they're more attracted to your personality here. There's romance aspects of it. There's some just general visual novel aspects to this game. Some of the downsides for people is they've criticized the graphical style, which I didn't know was going to be like this. I feel like when I saw their first trailers, it was fully animated. But instead, what the actual game is, it's kind of like a motion comic where it's mostly stills. But then as characters are moving, you kind of get like standing still frame, then the starting to move frame, then the run frame, then the slowdown frame, then the accusatory point frame. So it's not really smooth all the way through. And people are saying, especially when it comes to, you know, the dialogue is fine. Just talking back and forth. Here's a frame with my mouth open. Here's a frame with it closed. When it gets to the singing, it kind of takes some people out because, you know, you just have those few frames it's going between, like like two different frames of a comic panel, essentially. And it's taken some people out. Some people are saying they're not big on the music either, but music is 100% subjective. Mm -hmm. And especially since you have different styles for the different personality types, maybe they just went with a style they're not really into because of the personality type it was. But as someone who loves video games, as someone who loves musicals, they're like my two favorite things. The two things in this world that I love, that always, always make me happy, always make me smile. I can't not get and play Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. And if you like any of those things, you got to get this. I would say, you know, aside from generic gamer man who only plays his shooters and his sports games, it's kind of one of those games that everybody should play because it's so unique. And I say that a lot on the show, but I find a lot of really unique games. You're not going to find anything else like this. And it's got a good cast. It's got Laura Bailey, Troy Baker, Felicia Day, Ashley Johnson, Erica Ishii, all kinds of great actors. There's some actual Broadway-trained actors in here. I think there's only one or two, but what I've seen of the performances, really fun, really cool. You can play it a totally different way than I can. You can invest in characters that I ignore, and I can do the same. It's a really unique experience. I'm going to have to get it, even though there's too many games out right now, because this is just total mat game, and it's so unique. 
unique things like this, I think, should be supported. Even if you're not like a raging fan of this stuff like I am, it's unique and it's cool. I love that this kind of stuff has happened now in the video game world. So check out Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. I'm going to do it. Everybody else should do it, too. Man, you got me tempted, Matt. He said uh, Troy Baker and Felicia Day. You know, and I love Troy Baker. He does all sorts of stuff and all. And you know, I love him in the medium, of course. And of course, Felicia Day, The Guild. I mean, I, I own all those on DVD over here and I love them. I adore them. Now, just off the voice cast alone, you got me wanting to go at least check it out. And I can't not get it because Laura Bailey, the boss of the Saints in Saints Row 4, my boss who I always talk about, she's the main character mm-hmm. in this game. So I can't not get this. I, I got to play it. Gosh bless. Oh, another game added to the list is something I should at least pay attention to and check out. And, of course, you're looking for some games to play? You're looking for something to pay attention to? Well, THQ Nordic Digital Showcase took place this week, Matt. It happened. Sure did. I'm like, well, I mean... Something we need to pay attention to? I don't know. I guess we'll go look. We'll find out what they showed. And overall, man, just overall, before we talk about any of the games and you know specifically, this was, I felt like I was young again, and I was a console gamer, as I was, looking at all these weird-ass PC games that I didn't understand or know about. I feel like THQ Nordic is like, we got you, PC, old PC gamers. You remember who you were? We got you. And they're bringing back stuff I remember seeing when I was younger, looking at, like, what are these PC dorks playing? What are, What is all this PC weird stuff? That's what this showcase, like, that vibe, that feeling, it all was just like, this is for PC players from days of yore. Here, this is what they're doing. They're resurrecting that that vibe, that, that group. I definitely get what you're saying because I wrote down so many things that are really, really cool but they're not in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, having seen so much of this stuff throughout the years, I want it to be in my wheelhouse because how could I have never touched or played or used one of these things? And also, I, I definitely get that it's kind of off-putting somewhat, but it's all the stuff they showed looked so good. Yeah, some cool stuff. Yeah. Looked awesome. So I'm like, man... I, I really do want World War II type of weird train game. I do want to make a track designer type of game. I do want to, I do want to do all this stuff, even though I never do. It was a successful showcase because it got me excited for all these things that I wouldn't normally play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a great showcase, and I was I was happy that I watched it. I would say though that ultimately for myself, quite a few of them are games realistically I probably won't play. But one man, like the number one that showed up that I will play is Alone in the Dark. I've always wanted to be part of Alone in the Dark, and it's something I've always like looked at, dabbled with, thought maybe it'd be a game I'd play. Hell, a buddy of ours, Howard, even let me uh, have his PS1. Not have, but you know what I mean, borrow the PS1 with uh, Alone in the Dark so I could check it out and just kind of get get a feel for it. I have it hooked up and everything over on the spare TV over here. Still haven't touched it, but it's there. It's hooked up. All I got to do is go play the damn thing. Now you've ensured that you can't have it because you did have it, and I guarantee he's forgotten all about it. But now that you've said it, he's going to hear it. And he's going to hear it. Hey, and wait. Go, hey, where's hey, my crap hey, back? Hey, bring that back. Well, where's go, what's going on? I wanted to play Lord of the Dark just yesterday. Hey, I was thinking about it just yesterday. <laughs> no, I'm just an individual. It takes forever to do something. But anyways, the trailers that they showed for this. And mind you, I say trailers because they did two. They did one to start the show and they did one to end the show. And they were awesome. Yeah. They were so good. Like the voice acting and this the portrayal of that character and what the hell they're dealing with was spot on, had me in re- interested, had me invested. 
And I went, God, I have to give this game a shot, period. So they did a really good job with Alone in the Dark's uh, brand new trailers to get you sparked and ready to go for it. Can't wait to hear more news on it, you know, about when it's coming out and get some more deets and on the gameplay itself, all that good stuff. But uh, that was that was the one for sure I will actually be following and will actually play and give a shot to. In this general vein, I'm usually the opposite of you, and I was to start with because Alone in the Dark, you know, I, I respect it. One of the first survival horror games, you know, it's a franchise that's gone on forever. I've never really cared to play any of them. The most recent one on Xbox 360, I watched a playthrough of it and I went, well, I'm glad I watched it, but that, that's not for me. So hearing that it was coming back, I went, oh, okay, Alone in the Dark, that's cool for people who would like that. But then I saw these trailers. And again, you know, just like Stray Gods with the musical side of me, this was 100% like theater. This was an actor on stage emoting and giving a monologue. Yeah, portraying a character. To the audience, essentially. And it just, it sucked me in. Like, I watched the first one right before I went to bed, and I couldn't stop watching it. But I was just sucked in, and I went, holy crap. Look at this guy. Look, oh, All the stuff he's talking about. Amazing. Cool. And I wrote it down. And then, to my surprise, at the end of the showcase, there was the second one with the lady. And I went, yeah. Yeah. So... I almost don't want to see the gameplay because I want it to just be this, like this kind of dramatic solo actor on the stage emoting to the audience type of a thing. You're going to buy a game that's just a play, man. You're just going to watch a play. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Mm-hmm. Like seeing them run around in third person yeah. shooting monsters or whatever. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm sure it's going to be good. But this was the kind of like hook. But you want those moments, yeah. And they got me. And I went, oh, this isn't how things are presented, especially in this genre. So that definitely got me excited. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to keep an eye out for it. And if it's good, uh, I'm definitely going to get it. I'm going to save my definitely going to buy for later. Okay. I'm just going to say, like we said, there's a ton of weird stuff in here that I wouldn't normally play. I'll say Recreation. That's the one I was watching, and I went, I'm not a track builder guy. I'm not that kind of guy. But then they show these wacky, crazy loops and twists, and like you could make a tunnel loop that then you could drive through on top of it. And I went, man, you know, I've never been a, a track guy other than literal Hot Wheels in the real physical world when I was a kid. But this looks so good, and the graphics looked so good. And then you can customize the cars, and then you can race around on all these crazy tracks. And it got me thinking of, like, Super Mario Maker. I've never played one, but the big thrill in that is playing other people's levels. Man, if I could just buy this and just race on these crazy tracks, I don't even care if I do good. Just seeing this wacky stuff that people would put together, it just set off little fireworks in my head. This is not my kind of game. It's not normally what I would play. But seeing it kind of in action being built and then getting driven on just looked awesome. I will give you that. The track building portion was just really neat. I love the idea of, just like you said, going in and just playing these fast, crazy races and never knowing what to expect or what's coming around the corner. And then once you're out, you can just never play that one again and go get an all-new one that you've never seen, never played on, and experience that. Whether they're good or bad doesn't matter. You're going to have an infinite, well, possibly if the game's successful, an infinite amount of tracks that you just get to keep playing with. That idea was really cool. And for those who do love track building, it's crazy that they were like, hey, not only do you do track building, but you can do it with friends. You can invite a group of your pals together and you can you know, co-op this thing and build tracks together. And that's even, that's even more fun. Once again, not my jam, but I could totally see 
you know, a crew of people like, hey, let's drink some beers tonight. Let's create. Here's the vibe. Here's the scene. This is what I want to do. And then you have some beers, and you're just making this track. Going to town. Oh, actually, let's not put in this double twirl right here. Let's let's wait off and get a get a big old jump here. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And add some add some water and sharks right here or something. That'll be fun. That kind of vibe. That kind of game. Really neat idea. I really hope it's successful, and I wish them the best in it because it, it did look pretty neat for sure. Now I won't go with my the other only other game Matt, that's likely to actually get me interest in playing. I'll save that one. I want to go with one that was weird. All right, just just weird, just weird. Uh-huh. All right, the game itself looks fine. Don't get me wrong. I think I know where Try you're going. Five. Yes, that that's it. Trying five. That was the most awkward, weird trailer I, I've seen in, in uh, quite a while, man. Quite a while. That was so awkward and strange. I don't mean this in a bad way, but it was like the worst trailer I've ever seen. Yeah. And and it's so strange because, you know, we know THQ Nordic and Embracer Group, they do a lot of European stuff. So we've seen a lot of like European trailers with people with European voices. Mm-hmm. But this was like, it was like they had shot that and then went, no, 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 we can't do that. Let's overdub it, but we can't get the actors back in. So just have like Bob and Sue from the clean team come in. Here's, you got to giggle, Sue. Ha ha ha. <laughs> I, woohoo. It <laughs> is fun. Follow me. Use your push. It is a fun game. Does anybody want to play? Ho, ho, ho. I will play. <laughs> Laughter was the worst. Ha, ha. Hmm. Well, then you had Ooh. the weird business dude, and then you had like a dominatrix come in, and uh, uh-huh. and then a big big guy janitor looking guy. dude, and I'm like, yeah. what? I don't, I I mean, are you trying to like show like the versatility of the the of people that are gonna play this game that want to play this game? But what a weird, what a weird, strange pick that you picked. Uh, why did we include? Like, if you're into dominatrix stuff, that's fine. But that just seems like a weird, like, vibe. Like, hey, we'll have a dominatrix in here. Okay, I mean, cool. <laughs> just enjoy, dude. Just enjoy. But for, for me, it was like, it was the weird overdubbing and the strange sound mixing. Yes. That, and the, the, like, everything that could have been in the room or, like, a music or any kind of vibe in the background was piped so far down. And just this awkward, woohoo, ha. Huh. It was like that mummy trailer where they took all the sound effects and music out and it was just Tom Cruise going, ah, ah. That's how it felt, but with people who were kind of awkwardly going, he, ho, ho. Come on. Follow me. Jump. And then go to the gameplay. And I'm like, the gameplay is just fine. The gameplay, the gameplay looks good. It looks good. But I, I can't focus. I can't focus right now. I can't enjoy your gameplay. Because your commercial is so weird, and it's bothering me to the core of my being. <laughs> and even though I knew it, as soon as I saw the gameplay, I went, that's trying. Because it's a series I've always wanted to play and have never had a chance to. And it always looks good, and it always reviews well. But <laughs> watching this weird-ass trailer, I was like, please don't be trying. Just be anything else. Be Babazoo's four-man team. Just just be something else. Oh, it's trying... <laughs> Why couldn't it have a good trailer? Because Trine's always good, and I always want to play it. And this is just—it was. I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm I'm, I'm saying that like it—it was—it was was so bad, but it made me smile with how bad it was. It's like watching a bad movie with your friends, you know. Mm -hmm. I agree, one hundred percent. So strange, so weird, and that's why I wanted to bring it up here. I just 
I think you, everyone listen, you got to do yourself a, a service and go watch it. Just go watch because <laughs> it. it's just so bizarre. And you'll understand what we're talking about immediately. And then you'll be like, okay, they're not crazy. I get I get what they're talking about because it's just it's that, that crazy. So, yeah, that's my second one. I I could not not mention that one. It was It's too far out there. <laughs> and I'll give you a two-pack because they're both small games. I don't have a lot to say about either one of them. One, we basically saw nothing of but South Park Snow Day because all the South Park games that have been released that I've ever played or have heard about have been pretty good. So having another South Park game, obviously all the voice talent's going to be there. It looks kind of weird because it's in 3D, and I don't know what kind of game it is. It just says, like, online multiplayer, co-op multiplayer. You can do it. But it kind of looks like a Battle Royale-ish almost, just from yeah. the weird trailer they showed. That's what I was getting out of it. Yeah, so I'll keep an eye on it, but they always do good stuff. So even if it is a genre that I'm not really into, I'll keep an eye on it. And same thing with Townsman VR. It's a VR game, and it'll have a VR headset. You know, you're kind of the god looking down, making a town and all this stuff. But I like the, you can reach down and pluck your person out of the ground. He was a farmer. Throw him over there into the woodshed. Now he's a lumberman. Plop him up here. Chuck him over there. Like, the, he did a thing where he, he grabbed up a chicken and, like, shook it, and all the eggs flopped out, and then he tossed it into the chicken coop. I don't know. It looked cute. You know, we've all played, like, black and white or those ones where you are, like, God's hand or populace. But now you literally are that. Your hands are shaping the world. You're moving the people around. So I just thought it was an interesting take on, like I said, a genre I don't usually play. I don't play a lot of God games. But here's a really unique take on it by literally, you're getting your hands dirty by going in there. They mentioned the haptic feedback. They showed him getting, like, shot blocking arrows with his hand and going, you're going to feel that. That's cool. I want to feel that. That'd be awesome. Indeed, it would be awesome. We'll, We'll stay tuned on that one. So... I could mention a couple of titles here, but realistically, Matt, you know, they're they're neat and, and, and in their own respect look really good. Like Gothic looked really solid, but something I probably won't play. Uh, and then there was that uh, Command & Conquer type game. Was it Tempest Rising? I think it was Tempest Rising is the one I'm thinking of. RTS game, PC-inspired RTS, but on uh, 1990. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It looked real Command & Conquer, and that one was really neat, too. And I loved that, just over-the-top. Commander's like, we got to get over here and stop them from doing this. You understand me? Good over blah, blah, blah. And it just showed really cool combat scenes and then, you know, stri- the strategic placement of all your, your players, et cetera, all the good stuff. That was neat. Not never been a jam of mine, but always something I wish I could have. I wish I could play and was good at. So that was neat. But overall, the only other game man, here for me that I went, I might play this and I will watch was, of course, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, the Ronin game. Now these are the uh, what's that game? The game series with the aliens. Aliens destroy people or. Oh, my gosh. Destroy All Humans? Is that what you're talking about? Destroy All Humans. That's the one. These are the folks that did that series that are working on this game. Hmm. So I'm like, well, I mean, you know, people like those games. I mean, they're not like AAA titles that are blowing the world away, but they're a solid set of, you know, games that people enjoy. So I'm I'm mixed here. I'm like, well, I mean, it's a decent studio, but it's not, obviously, it's not like you got Santa Monica doing it, which when you hear something like Teenage Mutant Heroes The Last Ronin, I'm like, oh, I wish that could have gone to like a AAA studio and really got, you know, the, the multi-bajillion dollar budget and did something with. So that part like let me down. I was like a little sad, but on the other end, I went, you know what? It could still be amazing. It doesn't have to be AAA 
billion dollars put in. As long as the story's told and you get to interact in such a way that you have a great time and, and really get to feel like you're the last turtle and understand what happened to your brothers and your sensei, etc., I could be in on this. So I'm, I'm totally stoked for it. And currently, of course, right next to me, I have a borrowed copy of The Last Ronin, which I'm halfway through. Uh, and it's been a really great read so far. Really a lot faster than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. I don't do a lot of graphic novel reading, so I wasn't sure how long it was going to take me. But basically one sitting, I got halfway through. And so I'm like, okay, I just got to you know, focus and give it a little bit more push. And I'm going to have the story down. And I'll know everything there is to know. And I'm going to be right up to snuff for this one. So this one got me excited. This one got me wanting to watch. So a definite uh, plus. Yeah, that one got me excited. It is kind of weird to hear that it's the Destroy All Humans team. Because obviously those were comedic games, not straight up comedies. But I'll be interested to see what they do with a obviously way more serious game in The Last Ronin. And it is funny because I don't know how it came up. I think it was maybe you You mentioned that they were going to make a movie of The Last Ronin. Mm-hmm. So that got us all talking about the comics and then passing the borrowed copy around. And then The Last Ronin 2 got announced, mm-hmm. or the sequel to it. Now the game's announced, then the movie's going to be proper, proper announced somewhere. It's just like a Last Ronin flurry, a big Last Ronin tornado just flying everywhere. Yeah, out of the blue, too, because this, you know, this was out a while back. So it's like been sitting here for quite some time, and all of a sudden it's just... Like you said, flooring around, everybody's making something, everybody's going off with it. Good for them. I can't wait. Just like there's a new TMT movie coming out. Not not the last Ronin, but the uh, one with Seth Rogen. The Mutant Mayhem. That's out right now, yeah. Yeah, I want to see that, you know. So I can't wait. It's all good news. Thank goodness. Hey, TMNT, you're coming back, and I appreciate it. That's right. So I got another cleanup, you know, multi-pack here. I'm going to start with one of the first games that was actually shown off in the pre-show, Parish Exodus. Don't know much about it. Don't know really anything about a lot of these games. But this was like Serious Sam with guns and melee weapons going through a bunch of different time periods. Because there was robots, there were aliens, there were prehistory type of spear things, just shooting spears. And then you had guns in a different one. Looks fun. I like those kind of just straight up run and gun, old school, giant arena based, bunch of enemies coming at you. I played through a bunch of the Serious Sam games, so... That's a lot of fun, so I'm interested in that because it's a throwback to all that. Another game I've heard about for a long time and had on my Steam wishlist, I think, called Space for Sale, where you go to different planets or different like space outposts and you redo them and you get them all done up for tourists and people to buy them. So like, you take this plot of land and you build a nice big house on it and then you sell it for a big amount of money and then you go on to the next level to do that same thing it always has given me like outpost Coloki x vibes from back in the xbox 360 days something i don't play a lot of but something about this one i kind of want to play it same thing with last train home not a company heroes guy i'm not a top down world war ii units moving them around type of thing but this looked like you're on a train going to vladivostok so i think you're you know, Soviet soldiers fighting off the Germans and stopping along the route to have these troop engagements, managing your units. It talks about, you know, your units aren't just bodies, they're people. And this game is going to make you realize that. And in my mind, I was like, man, this is going to be one of those games where Private Timmy is terrible at everything, but he's going to make that last second shot that saves my bacon and keeps me from getting the game over. And then Private Timmy is my personal hero, and I'm going to put him out or keep him in reserve because I don't want my hero to die. You know, that kind of game where I'm going to make my own story with these units. If it is that kind of game, I'm going to be more interested in it. 
not really a genre I'm into, but something about the trailer made me go, maybe I should be into this. We give this one a try, or at least watch it. Those are some good picks. They did have great trailers and were a lot of fun to check out for sure. As we told you at the start of this, all sorts of cool games, all sorts of fun. But Matt's got one more. He's got one last one, and I was going to actually talk about this one too, but for a different reason. So we went ahead and held it off till the very last second. The last game that I was going to state for one reason is Outcast. All right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This game I was interested in. Previous, me and Matt saw a trailer for this. Uh, I don't remember what it was. Outcast New Beginning got a trailer somewhere along the lines, and we both went, This seems pretty cool. I had to look it up because when I first saw it, I went, This can't be that game that I remember seeing from years ago that looked so cool and was exactly this. What happened to that game? And I looked it up, and this game was revealed in like 2021 as Outcast 2. <laughs> yes. A New Beginning. Mm hmm. Now it's Outcast, a new beginning. A new beginning. As I watched the trailer, I went, "This has to be that." But I was like, "What happened to it?" Oh, it became this. It just got mm -hmm. delayed by two years. By several years, yeah. Or was revealed super early and then actually is in development. You know. And back then we both said, "Oh, yeah, cool to watch. Cool, you know, definitely want to check this out." This trailer turned me off. No, it turned me no. off, man. Yeah, and I don't know if it was the gameplay itself. I didn't really see nothing wrong per se with the gameplay, but. The context, the speaker, the voiceover that was going with it, I felt like he was blabbering. Yeah. I felt like a huge disconnect. Like he was just, like he had no idea what he was even talking about. Like, I don't feel like the voice connected with the gameplay they were showing and it didn't mash up. And then, you know, then it, you know how it goes. It starts to deteriorate from there. So now I'm like, this dude's blathering and being weird and saying stuff that doesn't really make sense. With, what's going on and they kept showing kind of like the same stuff over and over like that weird worm they show they showed that like three four different times during the trailer and then i'm like oh i'm gonna start nitpicking because this is starting to bother uh -huh. me so then i'm like i'm these, angry at it these now. graphics you know what are what is this da, da, da. and it just kind of it kind of fell down and i went i remember clearly at some point watching a trailer for this and going damn that looks cool i i want to i want to learn more about this game and i can't wait to hear from it and we finally hear a little bit more from it, and the way this trailer was presented just really threw me off. And I went, "Well, that's a bummer. This sucks." And I, I don't want to just dis, you know disband it or anything right now. I want to give it another shot. But as it stands, that trailer did not do it for me. And I was really, as soon as I saw it was Outcast, I had high hopes. I was like, "Okay, I remember this. I remember this being something we wanted to see. Cool, yay!" And got excited, and then just got let down. And apparently, it did the opposite for you. Which is crazy to me. So what what happened? What what was different for you? Well, I agree with you. I mean, you understand what the theme of the trailer is. Yes. It's, a, it's, it's a native of that world telling the legend of the time that this happened. But yeah, he did just go on and on and on forever. And he just kept rolling through his sentences is how I felt like it. Like he just kept going and then he would talk about the next thing. But then he wouldn't actually stop. So he would just keep going into the... But I think as that realization hit me, I just kind of zoomed my focus in to the, to the actual gameplay and the, mm. and the footage and let, let the rambling just kind of wash over my head because man, just the jet packing in this game alone. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a big open world or if it's, you know, portioned off by invisible walls and you're doing like big set piece things in these areas, but man, just that traversal, just jet packing around in those, I thought beautiful graphics for the world looked incredible. 
Like, I just want to get that and fly around, just like I was talking about with the uh, the Avatar game. I just want to get on one of those weird horses and just run through that world. I want to strap this rocket pack on and just fly around. Hey, you got to go with the mission. No, no, dude, I'm doing loop-de-loops. I'm doing flippity-flues. And when they got to the over-the-shoulder shooting, it looked not that great, but it also reminded me of Advent Rising for some reason. Maybe it's the like the character style or something. And when you remind me of that, my heart grows three sizes. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to get this. And then they showed the animal thing. And you said the big worm thing. And you like feed the worm. And then it becomes your friend because it's out just flying around. Mm -hmm. And then you fly up to the worm and you click the button. And now you're flying on the worm. And I went, man, this it's like that avatar mesh up right there. I want to see that worm. And I want to be I want to be friends with a giant worm and then ride him through the sky. So it got me super psyched. I don't think they showed a release date or anything, but it got me just as excited as the previous trailer two years ago did. So I want to play this game. It looks like a ton of fun in a bunch of different ways, just a few different ways. You know, they, they showed like bases you can upgrade. I don't know if you like upgrade them or it's just through the story or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, oh, you go to this place and here's the basic one and now stuff's growing all around. It's... I don't know. You're making the land better. You're befriending giant worms. Well, that was the other part. It had like an act razor vibe almost going for it for a second. And then not only must you do this, but for, you must make the whole land equal. Mm-hmm. So you must add in the beans over here and the, the sprites over here. And if you don't, and it showed, you know, the evil race that had obliterated everything. And I was like, I don't know. We got to build stuff too. Uh, oh man, I don't know. Is it hard? Is it easy and fun? I don't know which way to go with this. That sounds great. I'm going to jetpack over to some destroyed world, make it great, make friends with a worm. We're going to fly away to a different zone and, and build that there. zone up too. And the oh, whole world's going to love you. And you're going to be yes. a god amongst I'm the men. I'm a legend. Everybody's going to ramble about me. And that's the whole <laughs> point of the game. Off. That's what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I want to see some more on this game, but that trailer just threw me out of whack and it bugged me because i was definitely wanting to pay attention and watch this game so just it's just strange but matt hey he got past that yahoo just yapping Mm. and yapping he just wouldn't shut up and he enjoyed some cool stuff so i want you the listener to go take a peek at this one because you got both of us who are interested in this game but based off that trailer one stayed really interested and got even more excited the other one he started veering off i'm i'm kind of you know, coasting down to the ground. I'm about to land if I don't see something cool. Well, how about how about this? If you're watching it and the guy is getting to you, you know, not specifically you, but anybody out there, turn the volume down a little bit. Just see what's happened in this game. And especially those, those that open world flying around graphics. Uh, granted, I was just watching it on my phone, so not the most ideal. But man, it sucked me in. Oh, baby. Yeah, check out the trailer. Check it out. That, that was the highlight of the presentation for me, just from a gameplay perspective, obviously alone in the dark from the presentation perspective. But what about you out there in podcast listener land? What have you got excited about just from this digital showcase alone? Or what are we not even all that hyped about that stood out for you that we are missing out on? Let us know that via the email, thirdshiftme.gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Hit up the Discord, the Patreon. Find us on Twitch. Mail me a telegram. Just give me like, you know what? No. Not a telegram, send me a candygram. I will open the door for some Reese's Pieces, and I'll listen to the man tell me the message. That's fine. I want the ones that explode, too, where you open them up and they pop, and it's like, and candy, confetti, whatever, all pops out, and the little birds that fly around magically somehow for a minute. I want that. Send Eric a glitter bomb. He'd love it. 
Oh, I would love a glitter bomb. You know what? I'm bald, so it's easy to get out of my hair, so I don't got to worry about that. <laughs> it's a win-win for me. Now, of course, Matt just told you where to find us. All those wonderful places. You can also find us at Patreon, okay? Treat it like a tip jar. You like what we did this week? Go give us a buck, two bucks, three bucks. You get some three bucks and ups. You get some extra content. And you know what? We did a really cool episode of FF16. Really went in there and just had a good time with it. You're definitely going to want to check that one out. So for at least, you know, this month, hey, consider throwing a few bucks our way. It keeps the lights on, keeps bills paid, keeps us rocking and rolling without spending money and having the wives, ex- wife reaching down the back. And then in Matt's case, you know, just his little inner demon going, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. This is bad. You know, help us out. We'd appreciate it so much. But if you can't do it with the cash, consider hold- going over to Spotify or iTunes and throwing in the five-star ratings. We've told you a bajillion times. It helps. I don't know what more you need to hear. It really does help. It's honest to God the truth. That's why every podcaster and every streamer and every person tells you this. It's because it's true. Metrics are real. It's all It's all a thing. Go do that. That's all you got to do. A few seconds. Boop, boop. Five stars. Too lazy to even write something? Don't even write something. Just put five stars. It's fine. Just do it. Just go do it. That's all you got to do. And another thing you got to do, though, is you got to listen to the very next episode, Indeed. which will be dropping on or around the 24th of August. And looking at the date, the 24th, my brain says something comes out on the 24th, and you're going to be sad because it's another game coming right in the pocket on a weird day on a Thursday. But for some reason, that day stands out. But regardless, that episode will be dropping on iTunes and Stitcher on Podbean on Spotify and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey. If you like what we're doing and like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do appreciate it so much, just like we do those five-star reviews. Everybody in the past, present, and future has given us. Thank you so very much. We hope we get some soon. Summertime's coming to an end. We'd really love to end it with a little bit of food in the tummy to keep us happy. You know what I'm talking about, folks. You know what I'm talking about. And with that, there's nothing else to say but... Shut up and sit down.